One, two, three, four. Welcome back, Rin. Did, did you get it, Chris? I got it. I put, I put back and Akron together. Here we go. The Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron podcast. So, pow. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Spoils of Akron podcast. My name is Cody Stanley, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris Miller. And this is a podcast all about the art, culture, and eccentric residents of the Rubber City. The Rubber City. That, <laughs> That's right. That was a good pun, Cody. Was it? I, I was really proud of that. I like just came up with that about two seconds ago. You so. worked on it all day. Don't <laughs> I lie. did. I, yeah, actually. <laughs> so we're, we're really happy to be back. We had a, a couple weeks of, of a respite. You know, we, we were going strong to reach that 100th episode, and we had to, you know, give our vocal cords a little we were bit so of a rest. Tired. We were so we're tired. So, we've been working so hard for you, Akron. <laughs> so hard. So <laughs> we're back with episode 102 with a return guest, someone uh, who's a good friend, and he's been on the podcast before, and he's a well-known presence in Akron, and a much-needed presence, especially right now, with our political climate, our social climate. We need more people like this gentleman. So we'd like to welcome back to the podcast, Zach Friedhoff. Welcome back, Zach. Woo! Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks Zach, for coming on. Zach. Zach is a very multifaceted individual. He's known as a musician, a uh, longtime musician. I think one of your albums it was, it was his 15th anniversary, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A record I released uh, just turned 15 this year. Wow. Amazing. Next year, it'll be 20 years that I've been playing music. Wow. That's awesome. As a career. Yeah. And so, so Zach's also involved in a lot of community uh, building efforts, and he's uh, kicking, he just kicked off Peace Month. And he's part of the Big Love Network, which which works on the neighborhood level with a lot of folks. And he works with a lot of zero waste efforts for events. So we'll get into all that. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to all those uh, items on your checklist of all the cool things Zach does. So welcome, Zach. And um, tell us a little bit about Peace Month and what people can expect in some of the upcoming events. Sure. Peace Month. Uh, this is the first year that Peace Month has grown into a month-long festivity uh for the last seven years it was about a week to two weeks of, of events that would happen uh during this time frame because september 21st is the international day of peace and october 2nd is gandhi's birthday and international day of Nonviolence. so we try to um, have this type of event happen around those dates um, but this is the first time that we're doing a month-long thing and uh, every single weekend is uh, a fairly big conference or fairly big uh, event, and then there are things that happen throughout the week, and it's all aimed to educate and inspire nonviolence in ourselves, our homes, our community, basically tools that we can use in our daily lives and for ourselves and the ripples that we can create around us. Sure, and so this weekend, for example, we've got um, Accessible Yoga Day, International Day of Peace, the Yoga Summit, which is going to take place in Canton. And then we've got um, some, it looks like some talks next week. I, I've been to a lot of events which you've hosted, and you, you really offer people a little bit of everything. You know, you offer some culture, some visual art, some music, and you also integrate these thoughtful discussions and these real necessary um, discussions that, you know, we need to have as a community. And what, what are some examples of, of maybe your favorite discussions that you've led and hosted and panels that you've put together? Um, 
There's been many. Uh, over the years, we've been able to have um, some really great conversations uh, around um, interfaith and the role that spirituality can play uh, in creating a more peaceful world and, and instead of kind of looking at the differences and fighting with each other, um, coming together and building things. A lot of the discussions and events that we put on, even if it is a talk, is much more about what can we do as opposed to just talking about it. Um, I think that those are, it's wonderful to get an education, it's wonderful to learn something new, but it's even more important to get something you can really take and put into action. Uh, so all of our things are, are geared towards that, wherever, whatever it might be. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about more action and less talk. I spend <laughs> yeah, a lot of sure my day are, in meetings. <laughs> I am. <laughs> no, I think that's great. But um, I, I kind of want to take this back a little bit. So can you, This you said this is the, is this the seventh year or is this the eighth year of the Akron? The eighth year. This is the eighth year. So mm -hmm. it, how did it kind of get started? Like what, what was the main, I guess, re, did, were you the... Uh, not dr I don't want to say driving force, but like person who kind of organized this to begin with. Uh, yeah, I was one of the organizers. We, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Becky Hewitt, and I um, both uh, have a deep interest and appreciation of Gandhi. Uh, and so we were looking, Becky was actually looking to put on an event to celebrate Gandhi's birthday. And uh, we got to talking and there were more ideas that we had than just what a little concert or something could be. Mm -hmm. So it ended up being, uh, we, we just kept saying, well, what if it was a whole day event? What if it was a whole two day, a weekend event? What if it was just a whole week of events? And that kind of led to this, uh, you know, what's now a whole month of events and an organization. And, um, so it, it had kind of humble starts to the, I guess that we wanted to, to do things, but we, we jumped in pretty, pretty to the deep end right away. <laughs> you know. That's how you like to do it, right? It is. Just, I like to. Just I go like, all in. I like to be uncomfortable. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's good to take ourselves out of that comfort zone. It's how we grow, you know, as people and as a community, and keep, you know, reaching for more and more, um, and, and more and more understanding. I guess you know, um, you're also involved with a you know, a group called Big Love Akron. You guys do a really big festival each year, which is pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. You get thousands of people and you have workshops, you've got all kinds of different food, you've got poets, you've got, you know, just a little bit of everything, like I mentioned earlier. And you, you give uh, you know, different types of people a lot of different reasons to be in a space. And some of the people you work with are all about healing as well. And not only healing for individuals, but healing in the context of an entire space, like an entire neighborhood, um, you know, a, a building where you're hosting an event, you know, because I, um, you know, you guys do yoga, you do Reiki, you do, you know, all kinds of different disciplines. Um, and so, you know, how do these, how did that become integrated with what you do and with your music? And how did those things kind of come together for you? Uh, they had all been approaching uh, a you know meeting point for a while. Uh, in my music, I'd been looking for uh, ways to be more clear, and, and I've always wanted to be uh, inspiring or uplifting. I've always just felt like uh, I'm, I'm here, and I was given the gift of music, and the gift I was supposed to be sharing was all about love and community and connection. Um, so I've been, as I've been, you know, growing in music, trying to figure out how to integrate that more into shows and. Uh, when we started the the Big Love Festival, um, the the healing aspect was uh, was definitely uh, something we were thinking of and wanted to figure out how to integrate 
more into what we were doing. And then we ended up um, partnering with uh, Rooted Akron, um, who have become very, uh, very involved in Big Love and have been a, a huge proponent of all of the healing uh, aspects. But, it, you know, healing is so important to the things that we do because, it, you know, we can sit here all day and talk about peace and we can sit here and talk about, you know, we need to work together and all these sorts of things. But if we don't seriously address healing and trauma, um, it, we're not going to see the results that we're looking for. Right. And when you're talking about peace and nonviolence, it's not not doing anything, right? It's actually going out and doing something about it. You know, some people may get confused and think that nonviolence means just, you know, silent protests or just not doing anything. And it's very, it's a very active process, right? It's a very active process. It's a very courageous process. It's not, it is, is the furthest thing from sitting and doing nothing. Uh, Usually, sitting and doing nothing is one of the the largest violences uh, that that we do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, nonviolence is very much about finding out how we can connect with ourselves and how we can connect with others um, to build things that we want to see. You know, to build a, a more connected world. There's there's only you know so many needs that humans have, and we we all share those needs, um, and we need to learn how to uh, connect at that level as opposed to the, the the levels where we're all trying to figure out how to reach those needs. Right. And, and eight years ago, the climate was a lot different than it is now. You know, as far as politically, as, I feel like um, in our, you know, hyper-aware age of digital media and social media, um, I feel like some civility is lost mm-hmm. among people even in Akron here you know among mm-hmm. other folks um and and how how do you address that because ha- have you seen a definite change in the climate from eight years ago till now and and do you feel like this this really is something that's needed in this climate uh, I think it is imperative um th- every day it just becomes more and more apparent to me that communication is the uh, I guess biggest cause of misunderstandings of conflict. Um, our society has never really taught us how to communicate on a proper proper way, um, how, how to find the connection within each other, uh, as opposed to just winning an argument or, you know, it becomes debate instead of discussion. It becomes those sorts of things, uh, and it, it's something that's, you know, uh, I, I think that our political climate, especially. Um, the, the sort of positive side to things going on is that it, it it's all out in the open right now. It's all it's not behind closed doors. It's not something that we you know people are thinking about but not saying, and they're kind of putting on that false front of civility. Um, it's all kind of out there. So you know if we if we want to heal from wounds, we need to at least recognize that we have them, and and kind of open them to the air, and then we can start the process of healing it. It's like it's like popping a zit. That's just been the pressure's been building under the surface, and that's a crude analogy, but it, it kind is. of is. You know, there's that release, and it's kind of gross at first, but hopefully we can move on past that once we unearth these conversations and 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 you bring them out in the light. And also, I feel like um, things if we do more person to person activities and and bring people together in a physical space i feel like there are there's less room for that misunderstanding than if people just communicate virtually 
or through texting or through Facebook or what have you. So, you know, um, I'm going to use this time to shamelessly plug something we're doing at ACF here called On the Table on October 3rd. And we're encouraging these face-to-face small 8 to 12 people community discussions over a meal. And it's on the table akron.com for those who want to register. But this falls within that. And I know you guys, your group um, is participating in some way, and you're going to host mm-hmm. some discussions. And I think through um, through the Big Love Network, right? Right. The Big Love Network has many planned. <laughs> that's great. And I just I feel like that's so important. So even if it's just getting together with a couple people and having a meal at any time, not just October 3rd, and just talking about these larger issues that go a little bit above small talk. I feel like we can come a long way in connecting and and trying to solve some of our misunderstandings and issues. Certainly, certainly. I I totally agree. And I've seen it happen firsthand. Um, A lot of the the city repair efforts that we do, which is neighbor-led, neighborhood placemaking, and uh, it's really community building, bringing people together to get to know each other and then work on projects in the neighborhood that the neighborhood wants to see. And um, during those processes, it's been a it's been really beautiful to watch folks come together that didn't know each other, that probably would not have talked to each other beforehand. And um, through the process of you know some of the prompts and some of the discussions that come up, learning about each other, learning the common the commonalities that they have, and then actually working on building something or painting something or whatever it might be, um, it's just been really beautiful to watch. You know, you can just see the walls kind of come down a little bit, and suddenly that's a person there, and not just this idea or this shadow of something. It's it's it becomes real and and solid, and uh, you know, it's it's something that we just need to keep doing more of. <laughs> yeah, so true. And city repair for those uh, listening right now is a group that goes into neighborhoods and finds creative projects and other ways to kind of bring people out of their houses and and working together on things. And I think one of your uh one of your first projects was that a mural in the street at in some in the Summit Lake neighborhood, a giant street mural. In this neighborhood where at one time people were probably afraid to play outside and afraid to talk to their neighbors and you had a whole, you know, event where everyone was outside dancing, there was, you know, live music and a DJ and people were eating, you know, and, and working together on this really lovely mural, which still is there mm-hmm. in the street. Um, and then there's also that church nearby. Um, I forget the name of it. Miller, is it? Miller Avenue Church. Miller Avenue yeah. Church. Right, right. So um, there, there's a lot more activity, and it's kind of the, these projects kind of serve as a catalyst. So what are some of the other big love, I'm sorry, what are some of the other city repair projects and and some that you that kind of stand out to you as ones that you really enjoyed sure we've got uh four sites that we work with uh the summit lake is is one um there's one in middlebury which is on uh, east market street and broad street and uh, that was uh, a playground the the neighbors wanted something someplace safe for their kids to go because they're the playgrounds you all have to you have to cross market and arlington and some pretty um, nasty streets, streets that don't have, they're not very friendly for pedestrians. Um, so we started the process of, of a, a playground that was built from upcycled materials. Neighbors came and helped. Um, uh, all the folks at the uh, 15 Broad Street and the the, um, the community that's built up around there were, were very involved, and it's just been 
um, beautiful to see, and it looks like that space might even turn into a larger playground. Um, there's more things in the works there, and I think one of the beautiful things that's come out of some of these things is we've been able, you know, part of this work is also helping people establish their own leadership and their own power, and as we work with folks and as folks get more comfortable in their leadership and uh, their ability to do so, you know, it, it's beautiful to watch uh, how we can try to bring those folks to bigger conversations that's happening. Like there's a number of conversations in Middlebury and Summit Lake that involve some bigger things like the Creative Commons is one, um, or the Civic Commons, I mean, uh, in Summit Lake. And to be able to bring folks that are coming up through these programs to have a seat at that table that they would never have been invited to previously uh, is, is really inspiring to watch. And it's a grassroots model that's different than some community organizers have approached things in the past. Some groups have come in and said, okay, we're not from this neighborhood. We're going to tell you how to fix it up and how to improve things. And people resist that sometimes. And they don't always uh, cater to the, the, the true needs of that community. You guys come in and you actually find people in the neighborhood and you train them and, and they, they lead. And, you know, I mm -hmm. know it's called neighbor-led. Mm -hmm. you know, I've heard that term used a lot. And that seems to be way more effective because you guys can move on to other neighborhoods and they've already, you know, they're, they're trained and ready to do future projects and, and sort of become, they have a more of a stake in that right. because it's their, their neighborhood. So, and, and I know that you guys, you know, that approach is something that I think, you know, helps what you do be incredibly effective. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think that we should, you know, it, it's helpful to empower folks in their neighborhoods to care about their neighborhoods more or to find more effective ways that they can, their voice can be heard or to realize that they have a voice. Um, you know, and, and there's certainly, I don't think there's any group in town that would ever have the time, effort, or money to be able to go in and tell all the neighborhoods what they're supposed to do. And, uh, you know, that, that doesn't work. People don't, don't like that. It's their neighborhood. They should have the ability to, um, decide the identity and the destination of what they want their neighborhood to be. Uh, and if we can help facilitate that, then that's kind of our role. Um, one of our big mantras is just listening. Mm -hmm. We, it, it's really takes a lot of listening. You know, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And we, we try to, you know, the conversations we go into with anyone, um, always start with us trying to listen as much as possible. That's great. And so I, I would like to get back to Peace Month in a few minutes here because that's the main reason we're here. And I want to make sure we highlight some of the, you know, some of the events. I'm looking, there's like 30 events here that you handed <laughs> us. That's, that's exhausting. <laughs> I'm tired just looking at this. Um, I want to also talk about something that I think is, is really amazing that you and your, your peers do. And that is uh, zero waste efforts where you go to these really large scale events and end up with like, maybe a handful of trash bags because you guys are sorting you know recyclables and things for compost i mean all day long in these this hot july weather everyone else is enjoying the festivals and these guys are back there sorting trash and you know happily doing so and and actually that that's that's a model that i would like to see more people use and more groups use here and tell me why you know, how, how the zero waste thing kind of works and what, what drives you, motivates you to, you know, to spread that message here in Akron. And it's a lot of hard work, you know, a lot of hours volunteering and, you know, what motivates that? Yeah, it definitely takes a little bit of time. Um, 
you know, in the gloves to go through the trash. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but for me, the zero waste aspect is um, really key to everything that we're doing because it's an easy step to take uh, to look at our waste and how we use it. Um, you know, and if my, my whole goal is to, to really embody the, the being, the change that I want to see. Um, you know, and, and I hear a lot of times that quote is used and it's kind of superficial. It's become a little uh, cliche at this point in time, I think. But when you really look at it and you really try to make every aspect of your life, okay, is this action, at, you know, aiding in that process of being the change is, is, you know, throwing this big festival and having thousands of people come and then fill up a landfill because of it, is that really helping us become more of a community is, you know, I mean, uh, I, we view the, the waste issue as well as, as a social justice issue. There's a lot of communities that have waste imposed on them, both here and around the world. Um, and, you know, I think it's the least that we can do to be a little bit mindful of it. Um, you know, and it's all towards zero waste. Uh, getting to zero waste is, is quite a feat, and I'm sure it's possible, but I'm not sure in our current society that it's reachable at this point, but we can all make steps towards it. Uh, and so we make sure that our festivals and our events and anything that we're a part of, um, that that's a main part of the discussion. And if we are helping any event uh, with their waste efforts, we like to be as front and center as we can be or as out and open as we can be so that folks can actually see that uh, their waste just does it. When you throw something in a trash can, there isn't just sort of like a magical a way that it goes to like it's it's real and and people have to deal with it and our planet has to deal with it and um you know we like to be front and center and so folks can see that you know they their their waste has a uh you know an impact or um, right that they can be accountable a little bit to it and you know it's also the educational aspect it's not something that everybody knows a whole lot about and um you know the, the recycling in our city has not always been the clearest thing and every time a new technology comes up something new can or cannot be recycled and so it's definitely something that you know there needs to be education on and we're happy to be part of the conversation of pushing that that goal forward um and we've been working with a lot of different groups and with the city which i'm super excited that the city has some interest in in this uh you know we've been doing it for the five years of our festival events and i've been in, interested in it a little bit longer than that and this is the first time that I've, i feel like we have you know some city interest which is really exciting um so we've been working with them over for the last year on the uh, a sustainability conference right kind right. of modeled after sustainable cleveland 2019 which is kind of a gold standard in sustainability work um but it's definitely akron's version of it and uh that happens at the end of Peace Month on October 14th, um, but it's a an opportunity for anyone that's interested in sustainability, as well as the many departments that deal with sustainability, as well as events, um, nonprofits, businesses um, that would like to go a little bit more towards zero waste. This is an opportunity for everybody to come into a room, to get to know each other, work, start working with each other. There are working groups that we're hoping to develop out of this that will continue. And uh, each year has a little bit of a different theme, like energy or transportation, permaculture, green space, those types of things. But this year is zero waste. Uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful that through this process, folks will get some more tools 
to be able to uh, decide how they can implement even something into whether it's their you know, home or their office or an event that they're doing or uh, any of those types of things or the city working with their events. Um, you know, I have a big, a big dream of trying to get first night to go there, um, but we'll see what all happens. Well, to go to the conference? Uh, or, to go or to towards go zero waste. Towards zero waste. Yeah, that would yeah. be great. I mean, it's, uh, I think it's attainable. You know, people are listening and, and I remember growing up, you know, Cody, which was a long time ago. Yeah, very long. A long time I, ago. I can't even imagine. You were looked at as <laughs> radical if you recycled, you know? Um, yeah. And I, I, I really appreciate how, as a culture, it's not no longer a radical thing. It's it's a necessary thing. Sure. So while it's sad that we've come to this point where we, it's, you know, we've reached almost a crisis level emergency with how, you know, how we treat this planet and, and some of the, the repercussions people are noticing and paying attention. And so, yeah, I think it's great that, the, so this will be the first hands-on sustainability conference? Yes, this is the first one, um, and it's going to go until, uh, who knows how long, but at least until 2025. Uh, the reason we chose 2025 is that's the anniversary of the Cago Valley National Park becoming a national park. Oh, okay. And since that's a huge green and sustainable uh, success story that we have in our region, we wanted to use that as our highlight that's great. Yeah, that's that's um, it's really cool. I I like the idea of doing it after after the national park. That's a really neat idea. Um, now what? So what can people expect if they go to this conference? Like, is it is it Q and A? Are you guys gonna do some presentations or what? You know, can you kind of explain what it's gonna be like? Sure. It's it, there's gonna be definitely Q and A. There's some discussion panels um, with many different types of folks that will be talking. There's going to be some uh, some workshops. There's some kids' activities so folks can bring their families or their kids. There's going to be um, some presentations um, that lots of different folks are involved with, and uh, Old Trail School is going to have some of their students there. So it's um, an event for everybody. Uh, and then in between discussion panels and, and kind of talks, there's going to be opportunities to work on case studies and system issues uh, and these are the working groups that we're hoping will be able to solidify and form and go further. Um, so there are all kinds of different things, things working with composting, things working with, uh, you know, certain districts in, in our community trying to move towards it, ways that nonprofits can move towards it. There's mm -hmm. a whole focus on how the city and the city departments can move towards it from the, you know, the sort of legislative or um, bureaucratic uh, viewpoint. So there's lots of different things like that that folks can um, can look forward to. There's also going to be music and some other things. It wouldn't be kind of a big love event without mm -hmm. the culture and the art associated. Right. And so that's just the October 14th event. So, uh, <laughs> and you, I mean, this, so, you, okay. So this is the first month long Akron Peace Month, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this has got to be, is this like double or triple what you've done in the past, like the amount of events? Or is have you tried to squish all of this into one week before? <laughs> Uh, it's definitely more than than we've done in the mm -hmm. past. Um, there there was at least one year where we were trying to do something uh, twice, two things a day, or three things a day, or some ridiculous amount of things. And so it, it's it's evolved since then. And we've realized that you know Mondays aren't necessarily going to be a great night to have this amazing panel and people come out. You mm -hmm. know, so we tried to stretch it out and give people an opportunity to really experience each thing and not have to necessarily miss things. And we're also hoping to stream and video some of the stuff so that uh, there can be um, a bit, uh, 
avenues for people to watch later, or if they can't actually make it, maybe they can see something on Facebook or somewhere. Right. That's really cool. Are there some things that you're like super excited about this year that you want to talk about? I'm excited about it all. Uh, the sustainability conference, I think, is is, um, is is really awesome, and I'm so excited that it's happening. And I think that this is a great opportunity for everyone to get in and figure out how they can be a part of, you know, moving uh, Akron and Summit County a little bit further down the sustainability line. Uh, so I'm really excited about that one. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, a three-week series on nonviolent communication which is uh, something I'm always really passionate and excited about Mm -hmm. uh, at the Exchange House, and that's uh, Wednesday, September 27th, October 4th, and October 11th. Um, And those are just really beautiful to watch, uh, to have conversations with folks and further practice how we can communicate on on an authentic and genuine level that doesn't really involve the violence that that we're used to. So, so what what does that involve? Is that de-escalating tense situations? Are you teaching people, you know, deliberative discussions? I mean, what what what, what can they expect with the nonviolent communication workshops? Sure. Well, it's based off of the work from Marshall Rosenberg, who developed a whole system of nonviolent communication, and it really looks at uh, how we can look at our own communication and how we can find our the, the basic needs that we're searching to fill, um, get in touch with sort of the emotions and the other signs that show us what our needs are and if we're getting there or not, and then looking at how we can make requests of others as opposed to demands. And um, so it's really, it, it's a really powerful way of, of really uh, deconstructing communication and, and how we interact with both ourselves and others um, from a communication standpoint and how we can learn to to really find the connection that's involved in all of this so so there are things we're doing maybe as people that are actually prompting more you know negativity and maybe we don't even realize it yeah that's quite quite often the case (laughs) (laughs) honestly um you know and i don't think like the dirty looks cody gives me every time we do a podcast i don't know what you're talking (laughs) about (laughs) yeah there are there are definitely things there's there's you know, a lot of times we don't, um, we blame a lot of things on other folks and we blame our feelings on other folks and we blame our emotions on other folks. And those are all things that we have choice and control over. And, uh, taking that, that power back to ourselves is a really liberating, powerful experience to realize that, you know, someone else isn't really making you happy or angry. That's, you know, somebody has actions, you're responding in a certain way, and we can change our responses. We can't change how you're going to act, but I can certainly change how I'm going to act. Sure. Um, and so it's it's really powerful to see those 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 things as as people get a grasp on them and start working and practicing. And I'm hopeful that more folks can do that and and uh, see where it goes. <laughs> That's great. And so. Um Akronpeace.love, right? Is this the site? Yep, Akronpeace.love. Okay. Akronpeace.love. I didn't even know .love was I was say, how do you thing. do that? <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's really neat. Um, so do you, we're kind of ending, the, the, or nearing the end here, but do you have any like um, other events in addition to this? I know you got a show tonight, which won't be on, which unfortunately people who hear this won't be able to go because it won't be until tomorrow. But do you have any other uh, cool things coming up that you kind of want to plug for us? Uh, definitely. Well, this week, 
is the Accessible Yoga Day as well as the Yoga Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Accessible Yoga Day happens both in Akron and in Canton. Uh, and we're really excited about it because uh, yoga is is meant to be more than what people think of it in as, you know, basically middle to upper middle class white women that are very flexible. Um, and it turns a lot of people away from a practice or a tool that's really helpful in um, you know, not only the spiritual progress, but in very physical things like uh, addiction and recovery and trauma and healing, um, you know, as well as our own physical uh, fitness and things. Um, so the Accessible Yoga Day is very exciting because it's, it's a whole day um, that deal with things like yoga and meditation for addiction and recovery. There's yoga for autism. There's prenatal and toddler yoga. There's um, chair yoga and other type. There's a no body shame yoga. Um, so it's just a really great way of saying this is, these are really tools and practices for anybody and everybody. And, uh, you know, we're hopeful that by bringing the yoga and, and sort of a healing practitioner community together to, to work on how we address and talk about and share and teach these things so that more people can be involved and not turned away or not triggered. And, and that we, we actually work on healing as opposed to creating more trauma. Correct. And, you know, I have been to some yoga classes that Rooted Akron teaches and you've played music at some of them and mm-hmm. it's really awesome. Like for an hour and a half of there's you know live music going on as well and it's a very uh, refreshing experience. And it, I, yeah, I agree. It should be accessible for all people and I'm glad that you guys are offering this as a way to lower that barrier of entry for people. Um, and I noticed that you also have, you know, we didn't talk about this a lot uh, during the podcast, but you know, you're a wonderful musician and you, you're doing a concert on September 29th at the Mustard Seat, the Peace Experience concert mm-hmm. with Zach and the Bright Lights. And um, any other gigs you'd like to promote coming up with the music? Uh, that's the one that's coming up that uh, I guess is the closest one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I have shows all the time, zachmusic.net. People can find out where I'm playing music and I'm always open to doing house concerts or coming into businesses for your lunchtime and whatever else. Um, any way that I can bring some uplift to someone's day, then and if I can do it through music, then I'm super happy about that. <laughs> yeah, and I think you do achieve that. I mean, you put out the energy of a full band just by yourself, so it's pretty cool. So zachmusic.net for some of his upcoming shows. You can also look up the Big Love Network, who's involved in a, you know these crossover and involved in a lot of these activities, mm-hmm. and uh, Peace Akron Peace Love for the all the Peace Month activities, and there there are lots. So there's a lots of them. We'll share everybody. them too. Sure. Um, so Cody, you've got any upcoming events you'd I like to talk just about? Looking. Um, let's see. Uh, oh well, this Thursday is live at Lock Four, and I think it's the last one for the season. Do you? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think I've heard I be- that. I believe so. Uh, Flaco Torres, GS Stray, and Timecat. That's Thursday, September twenty-first, from six to ten p.m. It's free admission. Lots of fun Akron stuff to do at Lock Four. Um, let's see what else is coming up. Um, oh, this this coming weekend is the last weekend for the last weekend of the first show of Coach House Theater's 90th season, which is Agatha Christie's Murder in the Studio. Um, I think this one is called, uh, it's 
something about butter oh the lordly butter dish or something like oh. that but it's it's supposed to be really and i was in the first weekend and ryan was in the second weekend and it's a really cool thing so you guys could ch- check that out if you're thinking about it and it's the it's the butter the and first, lordly the dish first time for these plays right it is this the, is the radio the, plays um, radio plays yeah yeah it is um, I can't think of anything else. Do you know anything else, Chris? What's coming up? Yeah, well, tomorrow at five o'clock, um, Tuesday, I say tomorrow, Tuesday at 5 p.m. is a North Hill Story Circle at 5 p.m. at the Exchange House, um, which is also the location of some of your conversations. Also on Tuesday is the Summit Lake Farmer's Market. And I mention this because I'll be playing <laughs> some music at this thing. It's pretty low-key, but it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a, it's a great farmer's market, and mm-hmm. um, people are really just, just, you know, very positive, and a lot of kids there, and they enjoy the whole, you know, the playground and the music and the fresh food. There's food, food demos. You can come and get some really good food. Um, and so, the, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the, the Yoga Summit Conference is this weekend. Also this weekend is a kickoff of a new season of the Rubicon Cinema in Highland Square, which is an experimental non-narrative film. And it's some really interesting, uh, there are a lot of them are short movies, and they'll have the artists actually come to these for Q&A. Um, so you can look up Rubicon Cinema on Facebook. It starts, I think, around 7 p.m., and it's at uh, Blue Sky Studio in um on doppler avenue in uh, highland square also next pardon me next wednesday the 27th kicks off a new season of full circle storytelling with acronyms and wandering aesthetics our good friend blue green is the mc at this one that's wednesday the 27th at 7 p.m at jilly's so and as i mentioned earlier i'll be talking about this i'm sure i'll be promoting over the next few weeks on the table akron on the table greater akron october 3rd all you have to do to participate is register. You can host a conversation in your house, at your church, in a restaurant, um, just a small, you know, eight to 12 people. You can register to host a conversation, multiple conversations, or you can also register as a guest uh, by finding one of a number of public conversations, um, which is a link on this on the table, akron.com uh, website. So. All right. Well, All thank right, you gentlemen. for being on, Zach. We Thanks, really appreciate Zach. it. It was a great conversation. Make sure everybody checks out Akron Peace Month and all the cool events that are happening. And uh, stay tuned because we may have something exciting coming up next week for you. Something exciting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something exciting. And, and I'll tease one more thing. Okay. Uh, we're going to be at the Halloween Charity Ball yeah. with something really cool as well <laughs> so this year. In keep costume. Your eye out. Um, so yeah, we'll be promoting that a little more as we get closer, but yeah, we got some, we've got some stuff cooking, some fun um, things, Zach, thank you so much. Uh, you know, you're, you're a real a valuable asset to Akron. I mean, you do so many things and you've, you've been here, um, doing this before this current wave of, you know, creatives and artists. And, um, you know, I, th- I feel like you've helped lead this new generation of really community-minded people which i'm seeing so much among akron and it's very uh it's a lovely thing so thank you so much i really appreciate that thank you it's definitely a community effort and without beth and kelly and christy and the rest of the folks uh involved you know i wouldn't be doing a whole lot so sure yeah you've got a great team We'd love to get them here as well. Yeah. So, all right. So I think that that does it for today. That's all. Thanks a lot, Cody. Um, And as always, keep keep it it an Akron Akron day. day.